Welcome to the Without Limits podcast, where we discuss running, endurance sports, nutrition, race directing events, and ways to improve your life physically, mentally, and spiritually. I'm your host, Tom Clifford, and today in the studio, I have my longtime colleague, Kristen Geno. Kristen and I have been coaching together for 12 years now, and she has developed into an amazing coach, an amazing event director. She's now um, training for the Wilmington Fire Department and is currently in fire school and fire academy for Wilmington Fire Department. And just before I get into her accolades, Kristen, how are you? Tom, I'm doing pretty well, man. You know, it's it's been an interesting time right now, but uh, I'm typically a pretty positive person, so I've made the best out of the, the situation and been able to do a lot of training, and I've done done pretty well given the circumstances. So Kristen has gotten very much into the swim run scene. And our whole podcast episode today is about swim run, how to get involved, what the sport is all about, what, you know, how to get prepared for a swim run race, um, things you might expect at a swim run race. But a little bit about Kristen, so she has some credibility here because she has a lot of it. Um, starting just recently in 2016, Kristen was a swim run Georgia finisher. Uh, she was swim run Casco Bay. She was the fourth place female team. Uh, in 2016, she also did swim run Hanging Rock. They were the third place female team. In 2017, at swim run Casco Bay, they were the second place female team. In 2017, at the swim run Hanging Rock, they were the first place female team. She's also done running races such as Uari Mountain Run. She's a triathlete. She's done several 70.3 finishers. In 2015, her and Jenny Ledford did the Otillo World Championships over in, where was that? Uh, that was in Sweden, Tom. It was through the uh, Stockholm Archipelago of Islands. That's awesome. So in Sweden, I think they did that a, a couple times. And then in 2019, she did Conquer the Rock 50K for some fun up, uh, up at the Upstate Ultra Series that one of our coaches puts on in Greenville, South Carolina. And then in 2019, they did the Rockman swim run. So lots of swim runs. She's had different partners for swim running. If you might understand swim running a little bit, you are running and competing with another person. You're tethered to another person, and they're working together, which is really unique about the sport itself. Um, her and another colleague of mine who works for Ironman, uh, Brian Bohr, they put on swim run like James. Uh, swim run like James started in 2018, and they had great first two successful years. Unfortunately, this year got canceled by the coronavirus, but that race has really grown and become popular, and it's an Otillo-sponsored event. So that race takes place in April, the spring of in Lake James, North Carolina. So what we're going to do is talk just a little about how to get involved, why it's awesome, recommendations for races what you need access to, how much time is involved for training. It's just such an upcoming sport, and it's very small right now. So unlike triathlon and running events, which are very popular, there's a ton of them. Swim run, there's not a ton of them. So um, a lot of them sell out quickly. I'm going to ask Kristen a couple questions and just let her kind of weigh in on some of this information that she is so knowledgeable about with this sport. Um, so Kristen, how do you get involved in swim run? Uh, thanks for that introduction, Tom. To, to answer your question in, in, in terms of getting involved in the sport itself, 
I, uh, I'll give you my personal experience of how I got involved. You know, is there a sport out there where I can just run and swim? Uh, I, I got into triathlon and, and biking was fun, but where I live and, and Tom lives in Wilmington, North Carolina, it, biking just didn't really do it for me. So I looked around and did a little bit of research on good old Google swim run and the world championships came up, which was Otolo over in Sweden. I noticed that it was incredibly hard to get into and you had to apply and send a resume. Uh, but I was like, man, this, this sport's for me. I, I love to run and I love to swim and I love adventure. And that's kind of what the sport of swim run is to me. And from what I understand, kind of the interest in, in other people's minds as well. So in, in terms of getting involved in the sport, if you really love adventure where you're not on a road or a path where it's been laid out with like perfect arrows and everything's labeled and you just want to like look around and try to find stuff. That's kind of how swim run is because you're running through the woods trying to find uh, a marker hanging from a tree and you might miss it, but you might not, but you have to be aware of what's going on around you and you really have to look ahead and you're on trails. So there's no telling like, what the terrain is going to be, and then before you know it, you're hitting the water again. And you're not in a pool, you're in open water, so you don't necessarily know where you're at unless you look, because, again, open water, not in the pool. So you're looking for lights, you're looking for landmarks, you're looking for ribbons, but it, it truly is an adventure, and you're not necessarily on a path either. So the sport has grown a lot in the U.S., so now that there's a, a bunch of races to kind of choose from and you don't necessarily have to go overseas because when I first started doing it in 2015, there was nothing in the U.S. And now, uh, you know, five years later, we have close to at least a handful of races. So it's a lot easier to get involved in the sport. Uh, a couple more questions on that. How do you find a partner and where do you look to find swim run races? You find a partner when you find somebody crazy like yourself to, to jump in and do something like this. When I did Sweden, uh, Otolo in Sweden, I literally had one person in mind and that was my friend Jenny because she was as crazy as me and I knew she would say yes. So you have to find somebody that is determined and not scared away by adventure. You Pick somebody that you will have a fun time doing this with. You don't necessarily have to be the same speed at either running or swimming. Jenny is, a, a in my eyes, a world-class runner, and I'm just your average Joe. Uh, and we're pretty much equal in the, in the swim. So as long as you are good friends with somebody and the person you're joining up with is up to have a really good time and an adventure and leave it all out there, uh, I think you're making a good choice for a partner. Where do you find swim run races? Like, is there a specific website or how do you find them? Well, right now there is kind of like a U.S. swim run experience where uh, a lot of the race directors have access to. So if someone comes to me and says, hey, Kristen, I'm looking for swim run, looking for events, looking for just any type of information on the sport. You know, currently the U.S. has a Facebook page. It's called Swim Run Experience. And uh, a couple of the race directors throughout the states uh, runs that site. But if you just type in swim run US 
you're going to pop up a bunch of races and even if you go to Otolo or the the swim run I guess Mecca page you'll see a bunch of merit races and races for that as well so if you google it now a bunch of stuff will pop up but specifically swim run experience is kind of the site for information and and chatter there's obviously you said the races are growing so what are some of your what's your top three let's say your top three swim run races and we'll shameless plug her here for her swim run like James because she hasn't competed in it so we'll say swim run like James is one of the best haha <laughs> but the other three besides swim run like James what other three would you recommend for people well, swim run like James, <laughs> but I mean, I've, I've done it enough to know what it's like to compete. So it, it is a great course. So, you know, I, it, I may be biased on that, but it, it's, it's special, but a lot of courses are in my eyes. So I guess two right off the bat are Otolo, which is the world championships. You know, everybody wants to get to the world championships and that's just special because you know, you're crossing 20 plus islands, swimming over a 10K and swimming in cold Baltic Sea waters where, you know, if that's your backyard, it's a blessing. But if it if it's not your backyard and you go to a place like that, it's pretty, pretty awesome and pretty memorable. I'll definitely never forget that. Um, second would be Rockman. That's out of Norway, out of Stavanger. And that one... Honestly, I was more sore from doing that than I was Otolo, even though that distance is uh, much shorter. But you essentially go up and down a fjord a couple times. When they say rock man, there's just rocks everywhere. So it, it's an incredibly hard race, and you feel insanely accomplished once you finish that and just kind of check it off your list. The third, I'd have to say, is Hanging Rock. Uh, I have uh, good friends with Herbert and Jans, both also like avid swim runners. Uh, I think they do an excellent job with just the layout of the event and, and the social aspect of what it is before and after. Uh, you can just tell that they're incredibly passionate about the, the course and the sport itself. So those are, those are my top three. We are lucky to live in Wrightsville Beach, North Carolina, where we have intercoastal waterway, we have open water, we have landmarks in between, islands in between. We kind of have a layout here in southeastern North Carolina to train for swim run. So with that being said, what do people need to, to train for this if they live away from water or the options aren't as great as we have here on the coast? Why don't you go over what the basic needs you would need to have, such as a pool and running shoes, and then maybe some equipment. Briefly go over that. Yeah, so that's that's a that's a great point. Um, you know, things you definitely need access to. So, I think if you're a good swimmer, you'll you'll do relatively well in the sport. So technically, as long as you have access to water, whether that's open water or a pool, uh, I think becoming a good strong swimmer is incredibly beneficial for the sport. You know, as long as you can train in a pool, that's kind of bare minimum in terms of open water. If you can get to that occasionally, uh, I think the biggest thing with open water is just learning the skills of open water. Like, hey, you can't see the bottom. Oh, yeah, I need to lift my head to sight. And just getting tossed around with different conditions because that's actually what throws people off a lot in the open water is just kind of surviving, if you want to call it that, the conditions. 
So if you're a good swimmer and have access to a pool, I think that's putting you, putting you like a step forward for sure. Uh, second, running. Uh, you know, we're land creatures, I think, by nature. So we can kind of just head out our door and go run. But, you know, most swim runs are going to be on trails where you do have to get a little bit pretty good at technical running, so to say. Uh, and if you don't necessarily have access to that, like for in- instance, like us here in Wilmington, our, our trails are s- sandy beaches. So I do a lot of strength work where, you know, I build a lot of muscles for stability, for climbing, for descending. Those are those are important things to do when you're living on a coastal town or not having access to technical trails because, you know, if you've ever run downhill and you're on flat land or training on flat land, like your legs are toasted the next couple of days and same thing with climbing, like those types of things you need strength for. So, you know, basic strength exercises like squats and lunges and step ups and stairs and things like that really, really are helpful. So you can definitely get creative. I, I coach a bunch of people that don't have access to everything in terms of perfect training grounds and with open water and trails it is doable it just have to be creative but like I said I think the biggest thing is becoming a strong swimmer perfect so for all of you out there if you are in the multi-sport world you know that doing the individual sport itself like biking swimming or running is is fairly easy if you go on a bike ride you're in tune with your bike. If you go on a run, you got your running legs. But when you're transitioning between the two sports or three sports, um, you have to be used to that too. You know, you have to be able to swim and then get out and turn over your legs and then get back in and get your stroke back and then get back out. Cause in swim run, it's back and forth, back and forth. So you have to be able to train that way too. So I would say to even folks out there who may not have access to open water all the time is, you know, you got to, go out the back door of your pool, especially in the warmer months of the year where you can swim in in your pool and then head out for a run and and so forth. So just remember those transitions are important, but we are lucky here enough in uh, Southeastern North Carolina to be able to negotiate the water here when the water's choppy, when it's calm, when the currents are pulling in and out. So all of that is great advice for anybody who wants to get into swim run. And of course, if you have a partner in swim run, you want to train with your partner so you're all on the same page. If you are argumentative, <laughs> you might want to think about your partner really, really carefully because when you're out there and your guard is down a little bit, you're going to get a little testy with each other, especially if someone's slacking. You know, you got to be able to tell each other the real story and the real constructive feedback for each other. So moving on to Kristen, who's the expert here, how much time do you need for training? And going on what I just said, choosing a teammate or going solo, you know, which is better? So let's start with time. How much time do you think per week, you know, a triathlete is between 11 and 15 hours for 70.3 or Ironman, maybe even more. How much time for swim run? Yeah. So I think that can kind of depend a little bit on, on the event itself. You know, so to give you an example, Lake James can take anywhere from three and a half to, I'd say, six and a half hours. Uh, And that's going to be our longer course. Hanging Rock typically takes around four hours. And then like Casco Bay, you know, around four hours again. And then then you're looking at races like what I've done overseas where you're Rockman, 13 hours, Otolo, 13 hours. So 
when you're choosing a race, you know, you need to kind of look at what the overall finishing time is because that's going to kind of dictate how much volume that you're going to need to kind of prepare for. So when I was training for Rockman in Otolo, you know, I was putting in like Ironman type volume where I was getting my body ready to perform for that long of duration. Not to mention the cold was really kind of the thing that worried me most about those overseas races. But when you're talking about some of these races that are anywhere from three to six hours, you're looking at anywhere, just to put it in comparison, an international to half Ironman training. So I'm all about quality uh, sometimes versus quantity, especially with uh, working adults. So I would say you could probably be fine if you're we'll call it naturally talented uh with six hours all the way up to 12 hours depending on how much time you have a week again and a lot of that is going to be probably primarily lots of swim volume and and strength training with with runs of course involved but really it depends on the race you choose and the terrain that is involved with it. But I'd say between six and 12 hours, depending on, I mean, and of course we can go up higher, you know, that's just individual based to kind of touch on the second part of that question. A new kind of category has been creeping out uh, the solo category where you don't need to have a teammate. You know, I'm not personally, I'm not like super big on that just because I've always been around the whole team aspect of it and I think there's just something special about having a person there experiencing everything that you experience and doing it with somebody because I think back to like some of these races that I've done and some of the swims that I've like these the crossings I've had to do if I had was by myself you know I, I might have gone into a dark place not to say I haven't been into a dark place before but you know, having somebody there just makes it that much better, you know, and when you're suffering, they can pick you up, and when they're suffering, you can pick them up, and it's just, uh, I honestly wouldn't have any other way, but I also see the, the difficulty sometimes with, with the teammate, because, you know, you've trained so hard, and all of a sudden, somebody gets injured, you know, and you still want to do the race, but it requires you to have a teammate, However, you find out there's a solo category and you can still race and then still be able to participate. But it is different. But it's it's nice to have options. I uh, am a big advocate for options. So I do like it and I can totally understand why somebody would, would pick the solo category. But personally, I'm, 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 a, I'm a team kind of gal. So Yeah, I, I think from what I've heard from the whole sport and the experience – that having a teammate would be super fun and cool. And I, you don't have to be tethered. You can run together, but you don't have to be tethered, but some people choose to be. It just really depends on the comfort level of the athlete. But from what I've seen here with the teammates uh, and without limits that do swim run, there's really interesting things that go into it. You know, you train with a partial wetsuit where your arms are exposed and your legs are exposed. It's more of like a wetsuit that covers your, your core section of your body. You train with paddles, you know, so you're swimming with paddles and you can swim with a buoy and you drill holes through your shoes so that you run uh, with wet shoes on. So there's a lot of things you have to get used to for the swim run sport. And what a cool 
addition to endurance sports that we have the opportunity to to do now. We have triathlon, multi-sport. We have running only. We have now swim run. If you look up some of these swim run races, you're not doing a specific distance. You're not swimming 1.2 miles, biking 56, and running 13.1. You're swimming... Uh, maybe 400, then running a mile, then getting back in and swimming 600, then running three miles. And it's just this constant change based on the lay of the land, which in my opinion is super awesome. So a couple more short questions before we wrap this up here for Kristen. So if you're just a runner, can you do swim run? If you're a triathlete, can you still incorporate biking? Does it intermix? Is that transport? And if you're just a swimmer, can you, how do you get into swim run? You know, could have a complicated question, but especially just for those individual sports out there, the people who just run or just swim, how do they transition to this? Well, I guess the easiest way to kind of answer that is, you know, our motto, Tom, is in, embrace the challenge. If you're looking for a new challenge in life or looking for something new to kind of spark uh, maybe a training interest, I, I, I mean, I think anybody can do swim run. If, if you don't want to put a limitation on yourself and, and give something new a try, I mean, you're going to be able to do the sport. So if you're just a runner, you're going to need to learn how to swim. If you're just a swimmer, I think running will come a little bit more naturally, but you have to get become a better runner. And if you're a triathlete, you kind of also understand the the multi-sport aspect of it in terms of changing sports, having gear, transitioning. So I do think biking is beneficial. It, it is a, a, a great tool, a great training to kind of work on just strength in general without the pounding of running. So I think uh, it does translate over, but, you know, I, I will kind of say that swim run, if you're a, a good swimmer, you know, it, it is a little bit easier. But embrace the challenge. And swim run is a sport that I think everybody should try. Yeah, I agree. It's, a, it's another great option, as I said before. So, again, check out our website for information on Swim Run Lake James. It's www.iamwithoutlimits.com. Kristen also coaches a ton of swim runners. She coaches them in groups. So, say you want to get a team together, you and another person she can get you up on our uh, Training Peaks program and write your programs for Swim Run. So can our more of our staff. You know, we're, we're getting more and more familiar with the Swim Run lifestyle, and we have a lot of people who are doing it here. And, you know, some advice, you know, that I could tell everybody out there is if you're watching The Last Dance, which is popular right now in May of 2020, uh, about the Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls, I'm at the episode where Jordan – he retired for a while and went into baseball and was very humbling experience for him to be the best basketball player in the world and transition to baseball. So for the runners out there, running might be your thing and you're, you love it so much and you're so afraid to get away from it because you don't want to lose everything you've gained in running. You know what? You got to change sometimes and you got to Drop your ego and get out there and try something new and get your butt kicked and try to go out and do a sport like swim run and get better at it because it'll probably help your running. And I've seen athletes, if you listen to episode five of our podcast, um, one of our athletes, her lifelong goal is to break three hours, Bridget Phillips, in the marathon. And she did swim run for two years 
And that was one part of how she broke three. She overcame a lot of mental hurdles. So a sport like this can be this total intermediate thing in your life that is a change of pace. It's different motivation. It's a new direction that can help you get better in your other sport um, or your main sport, if that's running or swimming. So get out there and take a challenge, enjoy the training, find something new, improve in another way. It'll always help you all around in your life. Kristen, any last words? I'll definitely echo a little bit on trying something new. And, uh, you know, me personally, I know Tom mentioned earlier is, uh, my whole kind of change a little bit in, in life with being a part of the, the Wilmington Fire Department. You know, it, it's a positive change. It's going to make me a better athlete. It's going to make me a better coach. It's going to make me, you know, serve the community better and really be able to help and touch people, you know, more in life, which I think is such a, uh, an important part of who I am and, and what I want to be as a coach and a leader. Best of luck, everybody out there. Enjoy the summer of 2020 and embrace the challenge try something new reach out to us at some point uh, if you have any questions through our website www.iamwithoutlimits.com swim run for life <laughs>